Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and we are here at the store at West Springfield, 3000 West Springfield, at the corner of Springfield and Duncan in Champaign. Store is open, coffee is uh, percolating and smelling wonderful. And so come on in, join us if you can, or phone in at 356-9397, 356-WDWS, or even text us your questions or comments at 351-5357. We have the plant experts standing by, and they include Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. And good morning, Steve Brown. Hi there, Tamara. How are you? I'm doing really well. Good. I know it's very cold sunshine. out this morning, but yes, it's, it's the cold sunshine. Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, I miss it. <laughs> Where have you been? I was asleep. I'm sorry. I think we might still have a wind chill of one below. I don't know. Right. You compared didn't really to, have to tell compared me to that. yesterday, Thank today you. feels so nice. Oh my gosh! The sun makes it the awesome. sun makes all the difference, the and the winds aren't uh, thirty miles an hour. Yes, that's an excellent point too. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's not very windy. Wine, wine, wine. So wow, you can really go out and garden today, then, huh? Well, not. no. <laughs> it's like whatever you want to get done, get it done today because it's going to go to heck in a hang bag, uh, hang basket uh, tomorrow, right? Snow, snow tomorrow. Uh, Just really? junk oh. for the next few days. Precipitation. <laughs> The oh, lot of well. a gardener. That's all right. We're always anticipating. Get out there and do it. <laughs> we are, you could we just... have 18 minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can get out there and do something then. Yeah. I only have 18 minutes. Okay. Give but, me a second. I can plan. Stuff. Courage because you, you almost think if it was nice enough, you'd go out there in the morning. Yeah. Because well. it's starting to get light enough. Oh, early where you could like yeah. Love yes. it. That's fabulous. I love that. I th- and I think time change is about exactly one month away. Is it? Or just less than already? one month away. Wow. I know, right? Wow. And Valentine's Day is already coming up this Thursday. Oh, my gosh. So, free orchid, huh? You guys dropped any hints yet at all? I didn't. I'm not taking the chance. <laughs> I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> You're taking matters into your own hands, huh? <laughs> Buy the gift certificate, get the free orchid, Look, Dan, and give it to myself. Look, Dan, you, Both got, me, things. you got me six orchids. <laughs> yes. And he'll think, no just, big deal. Really? It's like the He just won't know thing. about the six $50 gift cards you got. They came with it. <laughs> they came with it because you got these six free orchids. <laughs> it re- really is such an incredible deal when you oh, think about gosh, it. Oh, my gosh, it is. You're, 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 you're getting a $50 gift card. And you're getting a $20 orchid free. And they're it. beautiful. They yeah. are. In a, in a lovely white ceramic pot. I, they're just beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. But if I receive an orchid and there's no gift card with it, I'm going to say, honey, I think you're holding out. <laughs> I'd be very, uh, <laughs> I would oh, say that. <laughs> well, it, it um, might, doesn't a gift I card mean, in fairness to your husband, it might be just a delayed birthday gift he was thinking a two for one. Oh, okay uh-huh you know i got her the gift card spread the joy I, orchid right. now he's sweet enough i'd give him the benefit of the doubt i guess yeah either way you'll win right yes excellent point because i have a valentine I'm a good man but yeah definitely one worth in, in even shopping for i not only women should receive valentine's day oh gifts. for sure absolutely okay good and so i think that if there are some gardening men in your life there are some great items out here doesn't have to be a garden person or man Mm -hmm. they can just be a valentine can't be a man they love orchids what do i do with it well 
look at it, enjoy it for a long time. They last forever. Really? Only a little bit of water, oh, for weeks, like a humid yeah. environment. I, I think I just put them on my kitchen counter all the time. They're so classy. They are. That I would feel guilty putting it. I mean, I'd want it in the living room where it's the pretty room, you know, the formal room. Or oh, Pasha. on a desk. So, where, what room do you spend the most time? What, what room do you spend the most time in? So, why do you in put the it in the kitchen? Room, why the do you kitchen, put it in the kitchen, yeah. Marianne? Because that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, duh. Everybody else is in there, so oh, I guess you, I have. To oh, you read in the kitchen. Okay, <laughs> actually, I, yes, I do. I, I get it. I get it. Watches her husband cook in the I kitchen. That's right. I, I forgot about that. That's right. Keep the wine and the beer. That's where the refrigerator is, right? <laughs> where the yeah, Funny. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> where the box of wine is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh good. Three five six nine three nine seven. Did you uh make it over to boutique this morning by chance? I strolled past it. Did you happen to notice that new line of t shirts on the back wall? No. I was looking at all the really cute red items that you have uh presented. Oh, Valentine's right up right Day. up yeah. Valentine's. And, and the, really the boutique in general would be yeah. a, a great place for the Valentine gifts, too. Or, again, buy the orchid. Get the, I mean, sorry, get the orchid free when you buy a $50, $50 gift card and get a, pick up a small something out of the boutique if you wanted to, you know, kind of put a mm – because -hmm. there's a lot of neat things for 10 bucks or less over there, too. Yeah. But um, there's a new line of T-shirts over there that I'll see if we can get somebody from the uh, staff – over here. <laughs> to come and model to, to, it. To, to grab a Ooh, couple here while we're... To Kendall. model it. That would be awesome. <laughs> because I can't do justice by describing it without you seeing it. Really? So we'll work, we'll work on those. Okay. We'll work on that here. So we'll come back you to that. You have my curiosity peaked. Awesome. Yeah. Now we need to go. Let's just, you know, put the mics down and walk over there. You know? Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. serious. Like, really oh, this is, he's going to do it. <laughs> Nobody ever pays attention oh, to I me, especially him. I thought you were serious. <laughs> Turn just down do the mic before you slam it on the metal table. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, funny. So, um, so yeah, plenty of great items here. If uh, you haven't purchased anything for Boutique your Valentine yet, you know the really cool thing <laughs> is that we got in just a phenomenal selection of house plants. Oh my gosh! Those make an excellent Valentine gift too. That last for a long, 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 long time. What are they again? House plants. Oh. Yes. Duh. <laughs> where, where are we? Half of <laughs> half of my one ear was listening to Steve on the Why intercom. Why would you do that? <laughs> I know. Just like, what's he doing? What? Uh oh. And then I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I lost myself. Houseplants. We have a fabulous okay. selection of houseplants. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the the succulents and cacti. I love. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, the tables that you can see from right here. Yes. Those that just is a drop in the bucket. We wow. have we have so many. We had to bring some in the store, which is is just looking. John did a fabulous job putting that together. I love the height of your of these tall cacti. Are those, are those awesome? cool? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those euphorbias with the little wings on them, the little red wings on them, and yeah, there's all sorts oh, of cool stuff there. Yes, I hadn't even noticed those. And then you walk back in the houseplant room, you can hardly walk through it because there's so many plants. It's just fabulous. Yes, it, just, it feels good. When and back there is where you have the cacti that have all of the beautiful, colorful blooms. Yeah, some of, some, of some of them are blooming. Some of them are blooming. Yeah, and there's some. I think you're talking about the grafted ones. The ones oh, with the yellow and they? orange. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, those are the grafted ones. Those aren't flowers. Yeah. That's just another plant, a colorful plant. Interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah. grafted from which plants? From a cactus to a cactus. 
I got you. Okay, I got and it. You. And it's likely a, a cactus that somebody found and was then developed and cultivated or it could have been bred. I mean, who knows what it, how it originated, but it probably didn't have a strong rootstock. Uh, right. Or, or in, and and wasn't very productive to crank out in volume to sell as a crop, so that like they do in the nursery trade, they grafted this desirable top or this novelty on top of a rootstock or a lower portion of the cactus that would have been more aggressive in terms of rooting and developing. So. That's so cool! You can do that. So they live well together. Yeah, it's and a, are very colorful. <laughs> Yeah. Very colorful Frankenstein cactus. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can call them that. The Frankies. <laughs> we have the Saracena, the pitcher plants back there. For God, you the little starting to talk like Marianne. Uh-oh. Or yeah. Yeah, sir. <laughs> I'm getting intimidated. Now there's two of you. <laughs> Doing the formal Latin. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, but a lot of... A lot of Kids like the the uh, Venus flytraps, which weren't available this time, but we did get we were able to get the the pitcher plant. Which which uh, Venus flytrap is is a type of pitcher plant, isn't it? It's a carnivorous. Well, they're both plant. carnivorous plants, okay. so they both have the mechanisms where a insect might crawl inside the it tempt, the throat. It tempts it into the throat <coughs> with like a sweet smell or something tasty, right? And then it, but as it goes deeper, it gets stuck. Yes. Yeah. And then it's kind of absorbed to the plant. And then either the hair or the fillet, fillet, whatever you call them. You can call it whatever you want to, Steve. Uh, uh, (laughs) Then that's usually the mechanism where they can't crawl back out, or there could be a sticky substance in there that traps them or something. And they just. In the Saracenias, they collect, it collects water. Because it's, drown. because it's upright, so it, hence the name pitcher plant, and bugs crawl in there and drown. And then the plant absorbs the decomposing protein. Okay. That's a fascinating. Uh. <laughs> Pretty cool. And so, I mean, if you're looking to cut down on the insect population in your home. Well, that's one way to do it. Uh, wow. Uh, pretty handy, so actually. What a lot of people think is that you have to feed these plants that kind of... Yes. Thing, but you don't. Where do I buy flies yeah, right, to feed exactly. my plant? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to do that. They'll they'll live off of what's around them, their environment. Even the it tiny little microbial yeah, little is, bugs yeah, that isn't, we can't see with it, the naked eye. Yeah, it's not imperative. But kids love to play with those uh, Venus fly traps. You know, they close like this. How do you get them to close if you don't have a fly? It's just <laughs> tell us the trick, man. Well, you know, they put their fingers on it, try to rub it. That yeah, it's it responds to the, any kind of a pressure on the the leaf pads or whatever. It's not a leaf. I don't and know what that then is. Anything that you might have. I, I mean, do you have to worry about covering or protecting your skin? I, I I've never seen anybody do that. But okay, it's not like you know. Oh, it's well, not going to bite might, you. No. It might be a little itchy. It's not a little shop of horrors, no. It's it not a little shop of horrors. It is. No. Okay, thanks, John. But that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. It does, and it, you have to know that they they drew their inspiration. Oh, for sure. Off of a Venus Venus flytrap. Absolutely. Yeah, but well, they're very it's, small. It's it's, it's it's maybe kindles a passion for plants. Yeah, and that would be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always. I was interested to see how they are planted because they don't need a lot of soil actually do they they're real moisture loving um typically around here when you you, because there there are uh, varieties that are hardy species that are hardy here 
and you grow them in a, a real uh, peaty soil, so it's water retentive. So, so okay. a peaty soil? Peat. Peaty. Peaty. Moss. Peat. 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 Clarify it? Okay. <laughs> so, Steve, I, I see somebody brought you some t-shirts. Uh, we got some of the t-shirts here. Okay. Yellow and peach. So he's not going to model them. Blue. Gosh. But there's some interesting colors. I like. Yeah, so it's just, it's just uh, there's a couple different series. It's from a, a new vendor for us called Ruby's Rubbish. And they're just a really neat uh, t shirts. Uh, and there's basically two yeah, different series lucky. that we picked up. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> one is a faith based uh, group, and one is uh, kind of like faith, faith. mom stuff. Because I said so. Because you're making Mom. a statement on your <laughs> on your T-shirt. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here, Mom. And here's the one that Marianne inspired herself. <laughs> I used to be cool. Yeah, I like oh how it looks God. like the ACDC. Thank you. It does, does logo. It? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> actually write. But <laughs> Never you know, mind. I, I don't know about that. Used to used be. to be. Yeah. Past tense. Well, I like to think, you know. All good things must come to an end. Vintage cool. <laughs> Aged. Cool. <laughs> anyway, there's, there's just all kinds of things rolling in right and left over there in the boutique area. And this really? is just one example of it. But I, I've seen really what's coming t-shirts. in over the next few weeks and next few months, and it's just going to be crazy fun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, like the, I like the... Do they uh, have these on, on on our website that you could look at? You know, I don't know if she got them posted yet or not. She may have. If she didn't, it'll be next week. But I, I'm pretty sure they are. That'll be cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a fun new line. Uh, great for yourself. Great as a giftable. It's so cool Either how way. you do bring in local vendors as much as possible. That's I I, yeah, I really yeah, respect well, that. Yeah, and this one's not too local, but it's a it's a small business and uh, it's grown dramatically. And actually, it's in Texas, uh, but it's a small uh, business that is now the second largest employer in the county. That's oh. local. Uh, next to the next next to the school district. See, nice. Well, that's pretty cool. That is that is awesome. Cool. Actually. I love. Uh, got to mention too. You've got you have some new uh, St. Patrick's Day items in, and this just being one small item You've that had I a great little up. vintage look. It is. It just reminds me of something that my mama would have had around. It's a cute little little girl in her little pinafore dress and saying, "Wishing you a happy St. Patrick's Day." Little, and little Mary Jane shoes and yeah, anklets. Mary Jane shoes. Yes. Wow. And they have a. There's a. There's a boy that's all dressed up similarly, and and he said he just says uh, top of the morning, top of the morning, oh, top of cool. the morning. Now there's so. some cute little things over there, and actually the really? reeds that yeah. uh, the design center uh, is making for both, not only St. Patrick's Day but the Valentine's uh, deco mesh reeds yeah. up there uh-huh. are selling like crazy. Yeah, uh, good. They're really cool because yeah, they are. I love the uh, St. Patrick's Day one because that's just enough green, just enough glitz and then it has that cute little top hat that looks like it's a leprechaun's <laughs> what's not to love really everybody <laughs> loves leprechauns oh it's just so fun strolling the aisles out here at prairie gardens uh, I can, and, and then yeah and, and i get reminded that other holidays are coming up like easter is sneaking in because you're already getting some really cute items no really yeah, yeah go figure I, I'm, you know, I'm just barely ready for Christmas. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like doing uh, spring annuals. By October, I'm about ready to start planting my spring annuals. I just get so behind sometimes. Or maybe I'm ahead. 
That's the way to look That's at it. That's the better way to I'm look ahead, at it. Right? You are there ahead. You go. Speaking yeah. ahead. Yeah. Planning ahead. Seat starting. Uh, you guys going to give us a little talking to today about seat starting? It's we that, can talk not seat it. starting. It's seat starting. Starting. What's the starting. Latin form of seed starting? <laughs> a Latin form of it? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think so. But you know what? It really is time. I, I you know, today is the day to really get inspired with it, with the sun shining. I know it's really oh, yeah. cold, but this is the time to start thinking about it. If you have seeds that you want to start, it's about time to start thinking about it. What's the very first rule of seed starting? Thinking about it? Okay. Well, thinking about it, yeah. First rule is to start thinking about it. Nice thing. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> well, you know, and you can't. calendar. <laughs> A calendar. Thank you. And no. see, he wasn't going to say what I wanted him to say, no. so I had to say it anyway. What were you well, going to say, sorry. John? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cough because I have this crappy thing. Okay. Oh, so poor thing. I'm sorry, I'm John. Sorry, guys. So, That's yes. Poor sick boy. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know what happens sometimes when you when you are wanting to start all these seeds? Sometimes you think, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. I'm just going to start them. Well, but you have to think about. The space. Do you have the space to, That's to do for sure. that? It will take up space. Right. And you've got to have the right kind of space, right? And you, well, for sure. You have to be committed. Right kind of exposure, light exposure. Yep. The right kind of uh, heat. I mean, it doesn't take dramatic heat, but it can't be in a cool um, garage. That's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so, so you have to think about the space that's required. But I said calendar because I think that's one yeah. of the most important tools when you're you're working with seeds this time of year, because a lot of these things, like tomatoes, if you're going to grow tomato plants from seed, you have to uh, think about when our last frost is, because you can't put them out when it's still frosting. Mm-hmm. So they don't like that at all. Right. So. <laughs> so kind of safe rule of with, thumb is Mother's Day. You kind of work yeah, with that. Yeah. Technically, the average average last frost around here is about the third week in April. But it can be a couple weeks before that, a couple weeks after that. Yep. So just to be safe, no, you can't raise your hand frost yet. Frost free. I can raise my hand. I just can't Mother's ask Day. you the question yet. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <clears throat> There's a lot of different terms for relative to frost that are out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if frost-free date, average last frost, and and you and people hear things anywhere from about the third week of April yeah. to Mother's Day to yeah. the middle of May. Yep. Can we just talk about that for a sure. second? We can. I mean, so, so, there you go. Talk. Which we just talked about it. So. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> well, well, here's the interesting thing. So I was reading my notes, and Tamara and I were just talking about it earlier. We were talking about snow. I wrote on my calendar, April 25th, it snowed last year, and it was freezing. Yeah, I know. April 25th. Yes. That's like only six days away, that's five just, days away from May. That's not right. <laughs> I know. So not right. I agree. So every Last year's, year we all thought the same thing. This isn't right. Every year's a crazy different story. <laughs> I'm yes, sure you, you all could remember a, a, a random once every 20 or more years, snow in May. No. I don't remember. Not no. May. in May. Yeah, I do. Do you? Okay, well, good. Yeah. You have a much better memory it than I do. It was probably devastating. Sure. 
that, that yeah absolutely that happens so you just have to be ready to go with the flow so so what did we accomplish by talking about this I don't know. What was the purpose? You, okay. You're the uh, well, one who brought it up. Well, well <laughs> it, it, it's all relative about when it's maybe start to safe to plant things. And yeah. I guess I would always maintain so much is put on top of a frost. And it's not just the frost. It's how warm is the soil? How, how, what are the air temps? I mean, you could have not frost, but you could have too cool of conditions Sure. That a plant's just not going to do well either. I mean, you, right. could, you could have, yeah. okay, it's getting down to 37 or 38 degrees every night. It's not getting that warm during the day, and the soil's not really warming up, and the air temperatures aren't warm enough. And these things that are tender still aren't going to do well. And tomatoes are particularly uh, susceptible to yeah. that kind of oh, absolutely. Uh, low temperatures. That it, it inhibits their growth. I just all sorts of things that can go wrong if you aren't paying attention to the soil temperatures, which I did pay attention to this week at the 4-inch and 8-inch level. Did you now? They're 32. Did you probe it? or did No, you, I didn't. You I read just, it in the okay. newspaper. Right. Are you kidding? Go outside in this? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you I had to go outside for I the newspaper, but that's, that's it. <laughs> so, yes, 4-inch and 8-inch level, both of those levels, it's 32. So it's frozen down to eight, eight inches anyway. So so you're not going to plant a lot right now. Yeah. Probably isn't going to get a lot colder than 32 either, is it? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. But the fact that it is and that it's that deep, and it's it, about the depth of it because it just takes a little longer to uh, thaw out. Yeah. Raised beds help, though, don't they? Raised beds help. They do. Well, and that's just the, the thing about I. I've had some friends who are always in this tomato plant competition. Who's going to have the first tomato? Of course. So, so you know. It's funny how you choose your friends. Well, how I many five-gallon buckets I mean, do they have? No, it's like, hey, I'm, I, I kind of live in a shady spot now. I'm going to start to find some friends who have some sun and like to well, we have a tomato competition. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm not in the competition anymore. Well, of course you're no, not. No, but you no. can get tomatoes from them because they exactly. have more tomatoes. That's right. Shallow, John. That's right. Seriously. It's it's nice that people share. And usually tomatoes, you can count on people sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So do your friends have any secrets? Well, so they one, they share? have to get it out the earliest, earliest, earliest as they can. You know. Despite and then the other one waits till the first week of May. <laughs> Unt- it waits and until the first week of May? Yes. So which which could still be early or yes. not. But yeah. Yeah. But surprising thing is the plant that's out early doesn't grow any faster than the one that was planted in May. Because of the soil temps and the air temps, not just about the frost, like Steve pointed out. If you're really going to cheat and want to get a tomato early, besides buying a tomato plant from the garden center here. With tomatoes on it. That has a tomato on it (laughs) already. At least get one that's got flowers on it. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it sets fruit right away. And and again, the plant may not really perform any better, may not grow faster, may not do anything, but obviously you you have that tomato on there. So odds are you will get the fruit earlier than otherwise. So let's get back to seed starting. When we started with the best tool is a calendar. And then you started discussing uh, the frost. Okay, so 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 like you say, you got to target when you want to actually transplant the plants into the garden, right? 
Yep. Yeah, that's the point of the calendar. And then work they kind of work backward. Right. Mother's so, Day. So Day. the most surprising thing is the seed packet's going to tell you everything you want to know on the back. Go figure. <laughs> they made read it so the directions. easy. They made it so <laughs> easy. Yeah, read the directions. <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> and I want to commend the seed pack manufacturers for not uh, digressing to, it seems like every other label or every other product made anymore where the type is so stinking small. You can actually read the back of these seed packets without. And, you, and there's you, a boatload of, of information on there. So they've put a lot of information yeah. in a very small space that you can still read. Uh, it's, it it's really is good. Without a yeah. mag magnifier. Yeah, so I can read it at my glass. normal. I don't have to pull it out or close or whatever. So, so if you were to pick out three or four most common mistakes for seed starting... What do you think they might be? Starting too early. Too early. Yep. Yep. Not Check. Not enough light. Not enough, not light. Not enough not moisture. Yeah. Air moisture, particularly. Yep. Bot bottom and, heat. And heat. Heat. Yep. Yep. How heat. about uh, sowing too deep or too shallow? Those are also big mistakes and very easy to do mm. because a lot of seeds are so small you can't tell how deep you've planted them. Yeah. Well, really. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and how do you plant those tiny little seeds? Carefully. We, uh, we, it seems like uh, Steve had told me uh, a few years back when I had uh, purchased some Irish, Irish moss seed that they were so tiny. And there was supposed to be like, you know, like 500 or 1,000 in there. And it, it barely filled the middle of my palm. A quarter of a teaspoon, yeah. Was, uh, I, a teaspoon. Did you say like disperse it in a little bit of soil? I say you could then, you could mix it in with some soil or sand or uh, th those are so small it'd be hard to do it with vermiculite i think but some sort of carrier to help disperse it <laughs> that or just take it put it in your palm and go blow it <laughs> <laughs> and let it do its thing like it's a dandelion head yeah because i mean you know if you think you're by nature it's not going to get planted deep at all so it's basically going to go on the top and then any precipitation is probably going to pack it into the soil at the proper depth and away you go uh, and how you water is important too. When you when you're doing it in a seed starting mix, it's it's hard to take a watering can and water over it because you're just splattering yeah. the the soil everywhere. So using a mister, oh, a, 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 like water a spray mister, bottle, yeah, right. spray, spray bottle, bottle. Yep. is a but good on, way on mist and not yes, on not stream. On, on stream, right? Okay, that's a good way to water or keep the soil moist. Keep it, and then once you do that, uh, if you want to cover. Be it uh, there's little plastic domes that are made to fit on top of trays, or or you can do as even you can just do plastic wrap across the top, you know maybe mm. with just a couple holes in it, just to keep humidity in while they're germinating. And 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 the holes just to get a little bit of airflow. Yeah, because so so yeah. airflow is important and to also. let some of that excessive heat out. Yeah. yeah. But then once it's once it's germinated then you want to remove that and that's what's nice about the plastic domes like you see in that kit that's right behind us you can just even if you want to leave the dome on to keep most of the moisture in you can just tilt it up and, and let it breathe out a little bit and there's some uh, wow. domes on the other side uh, clear plastic domes and they're they're taller they're probably what would you say five or six inches yeah. deep huh. and there's vents built into them so you can open and close. You can you can adjust the size of the vents depending on how much moisture you need. 
That's great. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then when you have it on there, though, do you? You said you could have the vents closed, but you're still worried about air fl- air circulation, aren't you? Yeah, but maybe during the germination period, you do, you need to have a little more moisture. Okay. So that's the way you want to close them up. But then you can open them up gradually or full blast, whatever you need, depending on how the plant's growing. And about how long do you need to keep them in the seed starter unit kit? It just depends. Just depends. <laughs> It all depends there on how, is. you know, it can take, well, for instance, here, I have this pack of zinnias. Uh, germination, days to germinate, five to ten days. Okay. Okay. And some things are short, you know, that's probably probably one of the shorters, but sometimes it's longer than that. Sometimes it's two weeks or. So, again, there you need to read the package. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, of course, then light. Once we've germinated, then. Light is really pretty imperative yeah. for up to, you know, 14 hours a day. Okay. And air circulation is important because of a, a fungal issue called damping off. It, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. So that's why you need the airflow. Um, when your uh, seedlings get a little bit higher, I've, I've heard of people actually using a fan to create a little bit of a breeze across them mm. or going in every day and, and taking their hand and gently wiping across the top of the plants to keep some movement going. Oh. So, yeah, pet, petting your plants. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And so there's, there's a lot of different ways to get around whatever it is the, the seedling or seed starting process needs. And then the the fungal issue that you or disease? Dapping off. Dapping off. Damping. Damping off. off. Yeah. What are some telltale signs that that's the, the seedling problem? falls over at the soil level. Just kind of sags and down. And then it's done. You have to start over. Oh. So you have to be real careful. Okay. That's why starting too early, you just set yourself up for failure. Exactly. You know, you'd probably be better off. And it's like in the greenhouse here, we could, <laughs> speaking of which, the geranium cuttings are coming in this week. They're being delivered Yay. Monday, in case I forgot to tell you. Uh, they get, we got a call yesterday. But we could start them earlier. We could have started them two or three weeks ago or four weeks ago, but they're just going to kind of sit there and not do much because the days are so stinking short and it's cool. And so it's kind of a diminishing return to some extent in starting them at a certain point. So we think, you know, based upon our experience, this is about the earliest we want to get the first crop ready. Now, these first ones are going to go into big hanging baskets and tubs and and after we get those planted, we'll plant the gallons. And then a few weeks from now, we'll plant the smaller, the, the jumbo quartz. But if we if we would have started them much earlier, they're just going to kind of sit there and go, yeah, you know, we can't really do too much because, again, we just don't have enough daylight, uh, yep. day length. Uh, it's cool. We're, you know, but, but we're now going to be entering the period of time. And just like I think it was last week, I think Marianne said, you talked about fertilizing <coughs> houseplants. And Marianne said she starts to think about doing it maybe after Valentine's Day. Yeah. 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 That's right. Because we're getting that much more sunlight. Well, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. But to me, that's just, I I need those those dates that everybody recognizes, oh, Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day, to say this is when you start doing that. That, Mm -hmm. That's just how I work. Well, and that's kind of like the farmer's almanac yeah. in the old wives tale things yep how that those get started it's like my grandpa says you prune the apple trees after valentine's day 
and, and that's exactly you know, right. Yeah. So. That's right. So, so. Yeah. And he probably was wearing a wool suit when he did it, too, right? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> no, the other grandpa. Or cashmere, one of the two. Something warm. <laughs> cashmere. <laughs> so that just sounds so posh. <laughs> I'm going to go out and print my apples. Well, the gentleman I, farmer. I just <laughs> left church, and I'm nice. wearing my suit and my hat, and I'm going to go out and prune my apple trees. Yeah. Well, but, but actually... My one grandfather did do that. He would, he would on Sunday. He was dressed up, and he would go out and do things like that on the farm. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't know. Why not? Let me ask you this: as we're talking about counting backward, one of the crops that I'm considering planting this year would be pumpkins that I would want around the end of October. So is that something where I really wouldn't want to start it too early, or should I even start seeds much later? I would say read the package, because they actually, it actually tells you how many days to harvest once you've planted the seed. This many days to harvest. Okay. So, so that's another reason package, to work backwards on the calendar. Look at the when you want to harvest, yeah. and then work backward that exactly. way. Exactly. Okay. There's, there's a big difference in terms of the size of the pumpkin and, and how soon it's ready, how early it's ready for harvest. And, and typically the larger varieties are later than the smaller, earlier ones. So again, the packet will tell you, and you might find a few out there that are going to be in the 60 or 70 day range, and then you might, some that are going to be fine, some that are 90 or 100 or 110 Okay. Day. Here's a Connecticut field pumpkin. That looks pretty big. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's a picture, but matures in 110 days so, so there you go okay. October, <laughs> September so get your calendar out August so July about four months before you're ready to harvest and maybe even a little longer like Steve said you want a little bigger pumpkin leave it on the vine a little bit longer I mean it's only it's there's going to be a point where the vine's just going to say I'm done and you'll have to pick it or yeah, and, and in that particular case, err on early. I mean, you'd yeah, be better sure. off harvesting it two or three weeks early or a month early or six weeks early than you would be harvesting it three weeks late. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, plus the fact that it's it's basically going to quit growing in October anyway. Because the days are getting shorter? Yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to start going downhill. So yeah. it, it is going to be what it is. So uh, I probably wouldn't start them any later than the 1st of June. Yes, this one says. But not earlier. No, you could start them earlier, but okay. I wouldn't do it any any, any later, later than, than probably the 1st of June. Okay. Yeah, start outside two weeks before the last frost-free date. So that's May, first week of May, and then two weeks before the last frost-free date if you're in doing it indoors. So, yeah. Interesting. All right, now on that particular But that's what's so great. Look, it tells you everything that you need to know. <laughs> what do we need you guys for? Seriously. And if, ah, and if I was doing those. For reinforcement, for encouragement, for if, support. You know, you can direct sow large seeds like the pumpkins outdoors. You know, prepare your soil, loosen it up, plant it at the proper depth, and then just pay attention to watering, and you'll get good germination outside. But you could also take some of these larger peat pots that are four inches or so in diameter and use a seed starting mix and go ahead and plant those up in there and play the in and out game or you may not even have to have them inside at all they might be say outside on the east side of the house or something where they're getting morning sun and some heat 
and maybe you can keep up with watering there um, out of the full afternoon sun and you'll get maybe even faster germination out there. Hmm. Uh, you'll have the air circulation, so some of these fungus problems and some of these other pitfalls we talked about maybe yep. would go away. And uh, then after you, they seem to be sturdy and up, you know, three or four inches, uh, I probably would acclimate them depending on how much wind you're going to get and oh, a little bit of sun. You know, maybe take That's a few more right. days and kind of shift it around so it's getting a little bit more exposed before I just plunked them outside. But then plant them out in those where it's going to go for sh- permanently. And the nice part about the pea pots is you can just slit them or tear them lightly. You don't have to pull them out and just plant it directly, and you don't have any disturbance then of the root system. And you're off to a great start. Yeah. Okay, so one question here. Mr. Brown, the master of raised beds, how how big of an advantage are raised beds? What, what kind of extended time do you think you got out of using raised beds? I mean, how much earlier could you plant, do you think? Average. Boy, you know, and ish. You know, I know I would sound like you in saying it just depends, <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, with every year. But um, I'd say on average, probably not so much from a temperature, but from a shedding moisture standpoint and draining away so it's workable. Um, That's a big deal, though. It, sure it it's is. a real big deal. I mean, it, it could be crazy because maybe you had that small window to get something done that you just wouldn't have otherwise for not just a week, but maybe two weeks or three weeks. I mean, you just never know. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so um, I'd say comfortably on the short end, five or seven days. And on the long end, it could be weeks just because, again, you had a shot that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten. Sure. So out. there's there's something to be said for raised beds and starting seeds. There's a lot of cool weather crops you could do in a raised bed that's covered that you have a tarp across or something. Oh, so yeah, okay. Lettuces, all those uh, field greens and things like that. That'd be awesome to start in a raised bed. Have fresh salad in March. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Yes, it would be. Fabulous. Yeah. And if that sounds like too much of a project, just buy one of our inexpensive plastic window boxes. That's, yeah. Put, put yeah. potting soil in yeah. it, sow the lettuce in it, and get going. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, I'd be thinking about doing that in the next couple three weeks. Yeah, for sure. Really? That's yeah. soon. Yeah, I'll play the in and out game. You know, maybe I'll let it germinate uh, in the garage for five days or six days or whatever. Especially if I had some summer, if it's a sunny day and it's, oh my gosh, it's going to be in the forties. I'm taking that thing out and putting it in the sun and then I'm going to bring it back in at night or whatever it might be but yeah that's the nice thing about container gardening it's a mobility yeah yep, yep. oh yeah excellent point <laughs> well for some of us Marianne doesn't have a lot of mobility when it comes to her size containers but now us mere mortals do <laughs> <laughs> when people come in and take a look at the seeds for those who aren't are just kind of getting started in this you uh, the package that you happen to pick up, John said um, heirloom. It was an heirloom pumpkin. That was Mary Ann's, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that was that was John. That wasn't oh, my Sean? fault. Oh, you took yeah. it from him. So I just was picked ex- it off the shelf over there. Explain quickly, if you if you don't mind, again what and what it means to be an heirloom seed. Oh, heirlooms, yes. So it's so it's a plant that's been around for over 50 years and it's a it's a true seed so sometimes you know we have hybrid seeds 
So where there's two plants that are crossed together for different attributes, whether it's the fruit or the or the the root system, the root system or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So heirloom seeds will always be true to the original plant, whatever it is. Okay. It's kind of like a purebred or thoroughbred. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Ish. Kind of a, kind of a way to yeah. think of it anyway. And and is there something to keep in mind when planting anything that might be an heirloom? Well, not any different than anything else. They they of course a lot of plants are are bred now for like disease resistance, which you know that's not going to have that. So or they're bred for commercial handling purposes so the they're or they might have attributes that make them more uniformly pretty uh, uh, for consumers to pick out or they might ship better and so some of the heirlooms may or may not but might have better flavor Uh, some of the heirlooms uh, could extend and keep longer or might uh, perhaps produce earlier or produce later and extend your season. I mean, there's there's a lot of different attributes that heirlooms may or may not have, but because they don't make it for the mass market and and modern consumers, they have gotten lost over the years, if you will. So uh, we had all kinds of heirloom tomatoes and peppers that we sold out here in the the greenhouses last year and... uh, all kinds of seeds that we have available. So I, I personally like to plant a mix of heirloom vegetables as well as a few modern hybrids too. Just depends on what I'm after. So there yeah. are companies devoted, seed companies devoted to just heirlooms or saving heirlooms because they kind of go out of style like the, the disease resistance that Steve was talking about. Tomatoes particularly. But we, yeah, there's people that are just totally devoted to, to holding on to the heirlooms. Yes. So it's it's really neat. That's wonderful. Yeah. So that they oh, aren't cool. lost, really. Um, and I know last year you were able to bring in a local producer who had a bunch of different heirlooms and, like, traveled the world to find various tomatoes. Can you remind me who that was? That was Sean. Sean Tomato. Sean Tomato? Yeah. <laughs> that isn't his last name. <laughs> but it works. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, it's amazing just hearing some of his stories about where different seeds were yeah. originally found exactly. and, and yes. crazy. developed and cultivated. But it, it's neat. It's history. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. it, it all comes back down to how those plants related to people and it was an important part of their culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it kind of fun because it takes on that human element. It is. It, yes. And I hope we can have him back on perhaps this year if he's available. I don't know. Maybe you can find out. But um but he, it was just fascinating to hear how he could even, he would go into the wild and discover uh, varieties that, that we really weren't aware of, except the local culture may have been aware of. Yeah. And so he would have the opportunity to bring it back and, and cultivate it and, and perhaps even name it. Or he found those seed-saving companies and got them there, one of the two. <laughs> yes, that's right. And even when, when you brought in a, a boatload of tomatoes... Uh, yourself uh, and had a different look and a different taste and a uh, different size and yeah, it was Mr. fascinating. Steve's pretty good at that that's, growing a real big mix. But that's what's fun and, 
tomatoes. And, and, it, and it's more yeah. enjoyable, I think, when you're serving and sharing just because you can see all the differences and everything's exactly. colorful. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in a salad, sure. I can just imagine the beautiful colors. Yeah. Like radishes and carrots and stuff like that. You can get it, lots of different colors in, in traditional orange carrots. <laughs> Move on. There's lots of really? different colors, certainly. Yeah. You eat radishes. With your, eat with your eyes. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's, it's fun. Um, and tomatoes yes. the same way. So many different colors and, and flavors, of course. Well, another great reason to come out and chat with the experts. <laughs> That's what I think. Thank you guys so much. Here's our music playing, and I guess yeah, the show thanks. is about over, huh? Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy yes. Valentine's Day, everyone. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with Marianne Metz, John Wise Garver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer is Blake Landa. Keep in mind that we'll have a podcast of this show made available later today at WDWS.com. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend and happy Valentine's Day.